You're listening to the Con Artist Podcast. The art of confidence through the creative mind. I'm Allison Robertson. And I'm Blake McIver. Hi, Allison. Hi, Blake. How are you? Look at how festive you look. Oh. If you're just if you're just listening and you're not seeing us right now, Allison <laughs> has on the most festive sweater. I tried to be festive. I'm just posed in front of my Christmas tree. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I called him and I said, all right, are we going festive for this, for this episode? Because I want to make sure that I don't look like the Griswolds and you look like James Bond. <laughs> my favorite was the text that you sent me that said, is it, is it fun festive or fancy festive? Because you know that those are two completely different parts of my closet. Yes. Yes. And I had, I had fancy festive ready. <laughs> In case. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, it's, we are sitting down. And so I went with my, you know, funny sweater where I'm dressed like a, you know, a rocket on my sweater. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, not to be painfully normal and talk about the weather, but literally it's, we are having all the seasons right now in LA. A day, we, a day starts in winter and then around noon, it's spring. By one, it's full summer. Yep. Fall happens around 4.30 and then back to winter after 10. <laughs> it's so. insane. It's insane. And we're, and we're, we're freezing now. So that was I'm my, that was now. my NPR moment. I'll, I won't <laughs> bore our <laughs> listeners with any more weather talk. I love it. Well, here we are in our holiday episode. What episode mm. is this for us? I can't believe we're here. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't believe that we made it. Uh, 2020 is almost over. Praise God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's shocking. And here in uh, Los Angeles, we are on lockdown again, an actual like stay at home order. <laughs> again, lockdown 2.0. <laughs> yeah. And every, everyone's been laughing because like literally the, the guideline that came out from our mayor uh, of LA, Eric Garcetti last night is so convoluted and so complicated and makes absolutely no sense that literally people were like, so I, what I gather is I can go into a tanning salon, but I can't stand outside to wait to go into the tanning salon because it's so like <laughs> you can't breathe certain air, but you can go into certain businesses, but you can't get you can't go outside to get to those businesses. So basically just stay the F home. Yeah, seriously, everybody just stay home. Just stay home. Drizzly Don't delivers. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Come on. No, 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 no. This is this is we need to this is our episode. <laughs> about the holidays and the lockdown. Oh, yes, yes. All in one fell swoop. You know, I was hoping that at this point we wouldn't be talking about COVID or lockdowns or anything like that anymore. I, no. I did not think we would still be talking about this. No, but here we are. And we're going to be talking about surviving and thriving mm. this holiday lockdown. Oh, and, and I can't wait to hear how. <laughs> Yeah, how are we going to do that? Watch uh, me no, just but, become a listener. I'm just going to turn my mic off and be like, mm. oh, oh, really? Do I'm tell. Gonna, do tell because I'm going to practice listening this episode. <laughs> I'm going to get my notebook out. <laughs> I mean, we have we have really run the gamut this this season on the con artist. You know, sharing how performers are surviving and how mm -hmm. we do things and gratitude, kindness, and cancel culture, and and now here we are with the holidays. Yes. And, you know, you and I, we can throw a party. And that's one thing our friends and family know. And the holidays are tricky for us, can be tricky, right? Yeah. Well, that's one of the things we bonded over really early in our relationship and, and in living together is we had some very similar holiday traditions and we had some very similar only child damage surrounding the holidays. And it overlapped in a really beautiful and actually ended up being a very healthy way Yes. Which if, if you could, if anyone can take away something from that, like talk about your damage because you're going to find a kindred spirit out there. <laughs> you are mine. <laughs> no, it's so true. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, we'll get into the holiday stuff, but that's one of the things we want to talk about is that, you know, people always say like, how did you and Blake become friends and how do you know each other and what, where did your bonding come from? And it was so funny when you said, and you know, we really bonded and I said, no, we have holiday trauma that we, <laughs> we bonded over, um, you know, <laughs> There were things, you know, we, we, he and I, Blake and I always have fun together. There's no doubt about that. That's one of the things, but, but being only children and sort of being the, the center of the universe of our parents' worlds, the holidays are enormously stressful for only children. It's a pressure cooker. 
It really is. I mean, do, do not get me wrong. When you are uh, a child, you know, the holidays are all about us. Let's be right. honest. The gifts <laughs> um, and the, the fun, gifts and, you know, and there's no, there's no sharing. It's everything is you. <laughs> right. Um, it's, you know, but as you get older and you start expanding your world as an only child and, you know, getting a partner or friends or wanting something different that doesn't necessarily include your parents, there's still a need to be the center of the universe for them. Right. So the holidays could become kind of a, a trepidatious, you know, for mm -hmm. you to see how you're going to experience. And when Blake and I sort of came together, when I was running around sort of like a chicken with my head cut off <laughs> during the holidays. And I turned around and I looked at him and I'm like, oh, wow, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off too. And I was like, oh, wait, we should do this together. <laughs> and then we forced our parents to do holidays together, together, which was the greatest, greatest thing. But I don't know if they necessarily loved it. I think they we, did. They I did, think they but, loved it. But, but, but we really loved it because we got to bond together mm -hmm. and he and heal a lot of things and wound up having a lot of fun. So, so, and creating new traditions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was something, but you know, holidays bring up a lot for people. They really they do. Up, people love them. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it's like forced fun. And I think that's something a lot of people forget about the holidays is that there's a lot of forced fun. Like we're going to have forced family time and a right. lot of must like we must get together and you have you have to a lot of high, to. I, I think of it as like a lot of high stakes expectations right Ooh, like this one day one. of the year you know if you celebrate christmas or these eight nights if you celebrate hanukkah like it's not going to be the great it's not necessarily going to be the greatest day of your year you know and to put that kind of pressure on it is really i think a lot of people get into trouble doing yes. that and then, yeah. you know, for, for people like us who have been performers and actors and singers, uh, you know, for the longest time, I didn't even like Christmas because it was just a working day. Like it was uh -huh. just a, it was a, a horrible stress. You know, it was like, I looked so forward to boxing day because it was like, it's over. <laughs> you can't, you can't bother me. <laughs> It's done. Go away. Right. Yeah. So I kind of had to relearn as an adult. I had to relearn how to enjoy it. Interesting. Interesting. So what, when you say you relearn to enjoy it, how did you do that? How were some of the things that you relearned to enjoy? Well, my, uh, my partner helped me a lot because Emerson mm -hmm. is a Christmas person. He is a, a full throttle, like, genuinely loves it. It genuinely brings him joy. All of the music, all of the revelry, all of the traditions, like, and his family, I mean, they literally say this, so I'm not even talking out of term, like to them, Christmas is a sport and they are either in the Olympics of it or like have won the NFL championship of like Christmas. <laughs> Got it. It is a sport that they have won multiple years in a row. <laughs> and and I totally understand that because I come from my father who, when my mother and father moved out here to California 15 years ago, they had this moving truck come out and off the moving truck came three quarters of the moving truck. The boxes were Christmas decorations. <laughs> and, yes. Your dad is father Christmas. And Christmas. I mean, it literally looks like Santa Claus threw up on our house. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only way I can describe it. And when they first moved here, I was like, you cannot decorate like you're in New Jersey. Right. You may not. <laughs> you, you cannot. So thank God we always had a big backyard in every house that I've ever lived in in New Jersey, I mean, in LA. And I would say to my dad, it's fine. You can do anything you want in the backyard. <laughs> the front yard, you just have to like some white lights. Something and simple like, and white clean. And clean. So the backyard <laughs> truly looks like Santa threw up and then my father not only puts lights up in the backyard a train set moving animatronic deers and snowmen oh, yes but then he times music to the lights so at some point you feel like you're having a stroke and an aneurysm at the same time mm -hmm. when it all comes together <laughs> but so I mean there I, was I, that I, one year in the Sherman Oaks backyard that uh, I mean it rivaled Disneyland it really did <laughs> I was like, it looked like it's a small world at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
so when Blake and I, we're very grateful to the people in our lives that love Christmas. We are. But there is a little, little damage <laughs> and a little um, PTSD that might come along with it because I know in my world that was all done for me. Right. Well, I'm going to be 50 next month and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> on all the years that it's been done but he really they really do love it so and i think that's the expectation of you then have to have a reaction to it right 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 you still have to have the same reaction you had when you were four right and i think that i think that goes for a lot of people and i think that's not just an only child thing and it kind of really ties into like what we talk about all the time on this podcast like if there is an expectation for some event like you know insert anything in the holidays everything's exacerbated by this season but anytime that you are needing to create a performative response to anything that is emotional it hello it's like immediate imposter syndrome it's like it's like if we were to put imposter syndrome into a chemistry lab it's like those conditions are the perfect conditions to create this right a performative response to an emotional moment (laughs) yes Yes. And, and we're talking about the commercialization of the holiday. Oh yeah. So I, we, I can't even imagine what someone's feeling that has a religious tie to these holidays or if their family has an overtly religious tie to the holiday and they don't necessarily have that feeling anymore. And that pressure of just maybe wanting to celebrate with their family a tradition and there's a religious anchor to it. So well, you know, I got plenty of that damage too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so- literally gr- growing up in the evangelical church where Christmas was not only work, but in the nineties, it became a huge thing in the non-denominational church that it was like, everything was major to the cross, major to the cross, major to the cross. Like it was just another way to like have an altar call and to tell people about Jesus dying. <laughs> like we did not let that baby sit in that manger at Christmas, like it was just another opportunity to like, to save souls and get you down the aisle. So literally one year it was so extreme that I wrote an anonymous letter to my pastor saying that I was the director of the NAACC. What's that you ask? The National Association Against Crucifying Christ at Christmas. Nobody can see me because we're on the podcast, but I just died. I'm, I I just fell on the floor. I, oh, my God. Is, our producer can't breathe. Nobody can breathe. Oh, my God. Because, like, let the baby lie there for a day, at least. Just one day. <laughs> can we just have Christmas Eve? Can he just be a baby? Can we just joy to the world and done? Do we got to nail him on that cross on Christmas Day? <laughs> Oh no, I've taken us off the rails already and we're early. No, but I, you know, here's the thing is that I almost said, you know what, Blake, let's slow down. Maybe we should explain to the our audience what you're talking about. Nope. They absolutely know what we're talking about now. Holy moly. So here's the thing. When we're talking about what Christmas or the holidays can conjure up for people, listen, when you hear people say, hey not really excited about the holidays you don't know what people went through you don't know what anything that their people are going through and it has nothing to do with it they don't like it today right they're just reframing it or redefining it for themselves you are an extreme case <laughs> right you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 explaining the extreme right scenario as a child right mm-hmm and it has nothing to do with that anyone was trying to hurt you or no, it, it, no, no, it no, has no. nothing we're to not do talking with... about, we're not talking about da- real damage. We're talking no, about no. like yes. diet, emotional damage. <laughs> yes. And at the same time, then on the opposite end of that spectrum, you have people like Emerson and my father who get the greatest joy out, out of giving, out of giving yeah. and what they're doing and love every second of it. So I think it comes back to what we always say here is that just have some compassion and understanding and a little bit of acceptance of like, it's okay if not everybody- Approaches it the same way as you. Yeah, Yeah. no, it is a happy holiday. It is a Merry Christmas. It is a 
you know, give everybody a second. Yeah. Because you don't know where it is. And and I think that's how we are going to go from surviving the holidays to thriving with them this year is, is, is really understanding that, listen, people are going to have to let go of the picture of how it was supposed to be. Correct. And really get a grip on, huh, what is it going to look like this year? Because for those of us in L.A., we're on a need to know basis right now of what it's on what it might look like come well hanukkah starts in a few days a, a week or so i believe and yeah we'll we'll still be on officially on stay at home order yeah december 10th yeah and yeah and we're it, supposedly it lifts on the 21st but i don't think that's going to happen because can you imagine how what a crazy surge we'd have if everyone was like christmas let's just go out and do whatever like ooh no, 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 no. So I, I just, I just think, you know, I, I think everybody needs to figure out what would make them feel the best celebrating in their homes. Right. I know you and I had a really unique experience with Thanksgiving Yeah. because we were basically on lockdown Yeah, at home, <laughs> at home for Thanksgiving. And once you got over, I know for me, once I got over the sadness that I wasn't with my extended family right. for Thanksgiving, there was a little bit of, I, I think the one thing I enjoyed about Thanksgiving is that there was no stress for me. None. There wasn't and, for me either. It was just like an exhale. Like it was just, there was no schedule. There was no, it was we, so weird. We ate, we ate when the food was ready. And yeah, us too. And that was, and really we had weird. like a light lunch version of Thanksgiving. And then three hours later had another serving because we like, we didn't do the like gorge thing, you know, overfill your plate and make it this big moment. It was just like, oh no, let's have a little bit of everything we like. And then a few hours later we had a little bit more and then we heated up a little bit more a few hours after that. Like it was really relaxing. It was very relaxed, but it was also not the same in any way. So it, mm -mm. it was a completely different experience. Yes. So it was not like, oh, I liked this so much better. No, no, no. It, it was, was a completely, completely different unique. experience. Unique experience. Yeah. But it was, it, it lacked a lot of sh uh, stress, I have to say. Yeah, it really did. There was, there was very little pressure. Yes, pressure, no pressure. That's exactly. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Well, and I think, again, it was part of that. But I think maybe the one good takeaway thing that we can take away, because obviously we don't want this to be <laughs> the same again. <laughs> it wasn't like the optimal or ideal Thanksgiving. But I think if we take away some of that expectation, like, you know, what does it matter? Does it matter? Does it really matter if you eat at two or three or four or one or? <laughs> no, and I guess that's the thing is that if you're coming together as a family, and I think that's the other thing is, I think so many times we have holidays and people are doing drive-bys. Like, well, I'll come to your house for a little bit and then yep. I'll go to somebody else's house for a little bit. And I think we need to sort of reevaluate and say like, well, if you're coming to my house, then come to my house and we're going to eat when we eat. Right. You know, when the food's ready. And yeah, I think- If you're committing to, yeah, if you're committing to having your meal at insert place, then you go by those rules, which yeah. kind of should be the, the go-to. I just yeah. think we've gotten away from it. You're right. Because there's so much like, oh, drop in. And I don't want to leave this person out. And this person yeah. should come over, but, 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 you know. Yeah. And I think that, that, that what this lockdown, and I, I hope we never experience this again. So I hope we're not setting any type of tradition, but I hope what it <laughs> highlighted for us is, oh, I think we should take the pressure off of the like round robin of, oh, well, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to, you know, I'll stop and have a drink with you. And then I'm going to so-and-so's house for dinner. And then I'm going to so-and-so's house for dessert. So what time are you eating? You know, it's, it's the people needing to stop by everyone's house. So it puts mm -hmm. everyone on schedule because yep. you're trying to serve everybody instead of just experiencing the family you want to be with. Right. Because that's what I took away from it. It wasn't, that there were less people, it was, oh, there was no schedule. Well, and I think a lot of people are having to come to terms in this time where we have to be extremely careful about who we're around and when, and, and you know, right now it's like zero for us, but like in some other states, there's certain, it's a little bit more relaxed, but you still have to be really cognizant of what you're doing. Yeah. I think the harsh reality for any, <laughs> any people that are, you know, either effusive or performative or, you know, have a, even in, in any field is that we're just not as popular as we thought we were. 
<laughs> and that's not a bad thing. I'm, no. you know, I'm going to do that thing that we love to do on here where we say something that sounds negative and then we're going to reframe it. But like, it's really okay. Like we're not all Galinda. <laughs> we're yeah, just not yeah, that yeah. popular. And yeah. it's actually okay because quality over quantity is what's going to get us through this. And but that's what's going to carry us through life. But it's better. But it, your life is actually better. If you, if you're really looking at the quality of your, the quality of your own life and the quality mm -hmm. of the people you're sharing with, because I'm going to be really honest with you. The people I went into lockdown with mm -hmm. are the same three people that I'm doing this podcast with. Right. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm starting to realize like, oh, so my life didn't really change. Right. It thinned out, but the people who are still important to me are still with me. Right. Right. So I think that's, I think you're absolutely correct about that. So, all right. So the holidays, we get mm. it. Mm. And I, and I think I'm, I'm glad we went first about like trauma, drama. <laughs> we got that all out of the way. I'm glad we got that out of the way, but I think it's important for people to know, know that people aren't being bah humbug or anti holiday. No. Just remember like some people, but not everybody's as therapized as you and I are and can identify like we make fun of it. Uh, we make, we, we don't make fun of it. I take that back. We make light of it. Right. We are able to identify it and sort of, you know, make each other laugh about it because we're very clear about um, what our, our triggers. Exactly. Right. But, but for people, a lot of people, undiagnosed seasonal depression is very real and very scary and very uh, isolating and in a moment where we're already isolated. Right. And one last thing, you, I want to talk about one more thing before we move yeah. on to some fun stuff. You and I talked about this before the show and we said, you know, it's really easy for us to share, oh, lockdown and, and not being with family or being with family because we are in a pod mm. and we are not alone. Right. But there are a great amount of people that are not potted up that are single or alone or away from families. And you know, this is a very different experience for them because they are dependent on going to someone's house to share a yes. holiday Yes, and they're unable to do that this year. So I just want everyone just to have a little patience or understanding or compassion that some people might be doing a holiday really alone. I made some to go packages for my single friends and just said, it's on my front porch, come get it, you know. Oh. I love that. Just, you know, just think because they're alone. Yeah. Right. Well, and there's so many wonderful resources with just a very easy, easy search where you can reach out and actually uh, change a life and change a family's life uh, this holiday season. There's, you can adopt a family. Mm -hmm. There's, there's all sorts of, you can uh, donate to one of my favorite organizations, Project Angel Food. Yep. Which is an incredible, incredible organization that uh, delivers food services to people living with HIV and AIDS. There's just, there's so much, there's so much you can do. And especially for those of us who kind of like myself have been struggling with sort of feeling of general malaise about the year and now the holidays in this weird year, the best thing you can do is to do something for somebody else. Is give back. Honestly, it's the it's the best thing you can do is get outside of yourself, especially when you're feeling down. I know it feels a little counterintuitive, but the anytime you're feeling depressed or low, low self-esteem, lack of confidence is to be of service. It's the it's the quickest way to bolster those endorphins and dopamine and serotonin and all that stuff. And it just yep. will make you feel good. Another one. And we'll have Melissa put these also, we'll put them up in our link tree and our, on our, on our socials is the black fairy godmother on Instagram. She does amazing um, stuff on her Instagram page and she does really inexpensive ways to reach out and help people. She does it across the country. Oh, I love that. And, she, and she'll say like, this family needs this. And she allows you to take care of a family in need that moment. Oh, wow. That's and great. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty sensational. So yes. Yeah, so we'll get Melissa to put those up in the show notes for us. Awesome. 
So, all right, let's talk about some fun stuff. I mean, not that that wasn't fun. I mean, you, <laughs> you floored the show. I mean, you might you might have taken an award. I thought my sweater was going to win, but you might have taken the <laughs> taken us right there. Oh, we love taken the NAACC. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do really good work too. You can donate to them on my Venmo. Uh, <laughs> shameless and awful. Oh my I. god! On fire i mean i mean all right so so we're locked down yes and if you're a sane person who believes in science you're locked down too <laughs> so yes. but what do we have we have all of our favorite christmas movies music television specials yeah. what are some what are some of your yes, yes. must must listen must watch what do you love well you know i have to say this because if if you have ever lived with me or spent a great amount of time with me, if, if I don't bring this up, I would be called <laughs> a liar. There was a show that I'm very sad. It's not on <laughs> anymore, but there was a show called the sing off mm -hmm. on NBC. And it was the greatest show. Ever. I like how you're saying, I like her saying it, there was a show like it was 1967. <laughs> it was like, you guys, this was like five years ago. <laughs> It's where pen, it's where pentatonics came from. Like this is not. Like, I know. I love that. I'm like classic I tradition. You're like there was a show, <laughs> but it was it came on at Christmas time, and on that show, <laughs> they had a group called Pentatonics, and when they came on that show, I just and Noda, they did not rise to the right. fame that right. pentatonics did but oh my god this acapella groups and that had become that's become my christmas go-to yes. singing yes. tradition i mean it is not christmas for me unless i am playing pentatonics and alexa really doesn't quite get it when i want christmas music to come on and it isn't right. pentatonics right. i mean she i yell at her a lot but that is a huge tradition for me and okay so music is super important in yes. for Christmas for me. Um, I think because that's something my father always played. So that to me is Do you Christmas have a favorite do you have a favorite divine. Christmas album? Oh wow. I mean all I can think of is Pentagon. Well I'm a huge Elvis Christmas yes, person. Yes. Classic and wonderful always. Like anything Elvis and nostalgia. I mean I love all the old oldie, you know, Bing Crosby, all that. But my father always played, hold on to your hats, Aaron Neville's Christmas. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Aaron Neville, Aaron Neville's <laughs> to me, I, like, I get it. He's wonderful. He's a legend. But, like, he always sounds to me like, remember when Jimmy Fallon and... Justin Timberlake did the Bee Gees parody, which sounded nothing like the Bee Gees. It sounded like Aaron Neville. <laughs> That's exactly. what I think about every time. Exactly. I mean, and and anything Whitney Houston. Yes. And what, like, I mean, come on. So I'm a more upbeat, upbeat Christmas than than somber Christmas. Like, you know, I want to rock around yes. the Christmas tree. Let's yes. be really honest. And I am the exact opposite. I am the Grim Reaper of Christmas music. I. <laughs> For me, it is like, it is not Christmas until Karen Carpenter is crooning at me at the slowest pace. I mean, that Christmas portrait album, it gets, I mean, I definitely worn out. I wore out like the first few CDs that I had of that album. Like, oh, like wore, wore them out. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember when I discovered the blues Christmas? Oh yeah. BB King. Yeah. I mean, you must've been losing your mind. Like you want to do... You know, let's like candles. Although I do like my and Motown I Christmas. I like all those Phil Spector, you know, the Ronettes and all that. Yeah, I love all, all that. that. Yeah. That's me. Like, I want to, you know, I want to have a party. Yeah, you're Brenda Lee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Amy Grant in the corner, like, <laughs> breath of heaven. <laughs> 
I also the, I also love I another one of my somber records is the Natalie Cole Christmas album from 94 and there it's it's literally so sad and so somber that there is a song on it called the little boy that Santa Claus forgot <laughs> and good and goodness oh. knows he didn't want a lot <laughs> oh my God. and I love it I love it <laughs> we just lost listeners <laughs> Oh, wait for it. The last lyric this, of the song is I'm so sorry for that laddie. He hasn't got a daddy. He's the little boy that's I don't know why. I don't know why it just I it just it fills me with the holidays. Oh my god. Merry Christmas, everybody. I mean, this is you know what I wish we had? I wish, you know, when Blake and I lived together, a producer was a part of our Christmas Eves. Blake and I would perform for our parents. Yes. I mean, we performed for our whole family, but we were really performing for our parents. And it was the most fun Christmas Eve ever. Well, and that was part of, to, to kind of go back to what we were talking about before, that was part of, of one of my, like, reclaiming the holiday for myself. Because I spent mm-hmm. so many Christmas Eves of my childhood doing 10 services in a row at the Crystal Cathedral down in Garden Grove. And so it was, I mean, you talk about a work day. It was just a full... 12 hour work day of doing Christmas and the same song 10 times service after services. They used to have services on the hour and it was so Christmas. I really hated Christmas Eve for like so many years, hated it. So being able to sing what we wanted to sing and on our terms was was a totally, that was very much like a reclaiming of making performing at Christmas, a a fun thing and a thing that was rooted in joy. Yes, we had our baby grand piano. We had everybody sitting around eating dinner, and up Blake and I would stand and lots of wine in hand. And oh, it was like divine! Nothing. It was awesome. Okay, so do you have some favorite movies? Yes, I uh, remember the year that I introduced you to my favorite Christmas movie, and you fell yes. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> It may have been all the wine. It, I mean, but... It probably was. But yes, no, my my ultimate favorite Christmas movie, which some people argue, and they're wrong. Some people say it's not a Christmas movie. It is absolutely a Christmas movie. Love Actually. It's my favorite. It doesn't yes. get better than that. Maybe White Christmas. That's way high up there. Mm-hmm. Rudolph the special, because like that was my childhood. Yeah, me too. But yeah, for me, it's Love Actually. It's not Christmas um, until Bill Nye is threatening to get nude on public television. <laughs> I actually appreciate, you know, love actually, because you, you, you shared it with me, but you know, Rudolph, I have to say is such a childhood classic oh. and Frosty the Snowman. But I have to tell you something, watching those now, like when they come on, it, there's such a sadness. Oh to yeah. Them. Like I get such a like, it gives me like a pit in my stomach when I see them. The same way like the Wizard of Oz. Oh wow. Dark. Comes on and I'm like I'm like, "Ooh, it just really bothers." You feel me. the pills that Judy but, was taking through the screen? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. Now, is there any specials or anything that you I when it comes to the Christmas specials, I will watch anything. Literally. Like I watched the CMA Country Christmas the other night with like half of the artists I didn't even know because I don't really know country music that much, but like still mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, L- the lighting of the tree at Rockefeller Center is always a yeah. must yeah. must watch. Uh, um, we've got a new one coming out this year. They're doing, you'll love this one. The, Vo- the Voice is doing a Christmas special with Jennifer Hudson and Kelly Clarkson and all these fabulous people. So yeah, I'll pretty much, yeah, I pretty much will, I pretty much will go all in. When it comes when it comes to the specials, well, anytime they're singing, I mean, it's it's the greatest thing. And if there's a like a Mariah Carey going to show up, because like oh, you're like, wait, no, let's see what's going to happen. She's here. doing her own one this year with Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande, and it's going to be on Apple Plus very soon. I don't know the exact date, but it's it's going to be it's going to be okay. epic. That will be very exciting. Now, is there any live Christmas shows that you are like? You know, Christmas, live Christmas shows are tricky because it's like, I went to the Jingle Ball once. 
that, you know, that Kiss FM mm-hmm. used to put on. And that was like sensory overload, right? It was like, there were too many pop stars. Like if there's such a thing as too many pop stars, this did that, where I was just like, every everyone's on stage. Like, I didn't know where to look. I It was just like, it was a little bit too much. It was a little bit overwhelming. I like a, I like an old school kind of like Christmas pageant, you know, if mm-hmm. I were to do like, mm-hmm. a, if I were, if we were able to go to a live show, I sing in a gospel choir and every year we do a big soulful Christmas celebration. Oh. And that is probably my, my favorite live show. It is my favorite thing that it was one of my favorite things that you have ever done. I still have the videos on my phone and watch them <laughs> randomly throughout. You're welcome. Yes, I love that. Diedrich, we will just give mm-hmm. him a big shout out because it is the it was the most exciting thing. First of all, gospel choir, just forget it. I'm I'm in. I'm hook, line, and sinker. But didn't you and I go to see Hot Chocolate? Yes, we did. So so we saw Hot Chocolate Nutcracker together. This is um, in case any of our listeners don't know. This is Debbie Allen's Dance Academy, and there it's their retelling of the Nutcracker for people of all colors. And it's the most gorgeously inclusive and beautiful and brilliantly danced and eclectic really? piece of, really it's theater. Cause it's not just the, the dance elements. There's so much to it. There's scripted mm-hmm. moments, there's musical theater moments. There's, And for those of you who haven't seen it and obviously nobody can see it live this year cause it's not happening. But on Netflix, she is, has put together a documentary, her and Shonda Rhimes have put together a documentary about the making of the Hot Chocolate Nutcracker called Dance Dreams. And so if you have a chance, check that out on Netflix because it is, she not, is. she had, she not paying me to say this. This is just, I'm, I truly love her and it's really, really a special, special thing. And so going to the Debbie Allen Gala every year is always a, is always a delight. And the show was phenomenal and it was fantastic. And I mean, it was just everything and the talent was phenomenal. So watch that documentary. You'll, for, you'll love it. For sure. So uh, yeah, I guess, I, I guess for all of our bitching in the beginning about our trauma and drama, I think we like our holidays. I think we do like our holidays. I mean, we, but wait, we, we kind of, but it wouldn't be, we kind of it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be us if there wasn't the other side of the coin. Right. So like, let's talk about like, let's talk about things we cannot abide at the holidays because there are annoying things about the holidays like there are annoying songs there are annoying movies and tv shows like like we got to balance this out it's not just all yes (laughs) so what are yours if you could eliminate like what's on the chopping block for like never again if i never hear this or see this it'll be too soon grandma got run over by a reindeer forever thank you just dead done it's gross no thank you and that, and for me, no. it's that poor child that wants a hippopotamus for Christmas. Just give her the damn hippopotamus. I'm so done. I recently <laughs> looked up information about that artist. She was 10 years old when she recorded that song in 1953. And she like tried oh to have God. a pop career under a different name as a teenager in the early 60s. And then just like nothing ever again. Can you imagine? And she's still alive. Can you imagine being an an no. older person and every year you're just haunted by your 10 year old soul. Like, you know, I talk about having kid performer damage. That's a different level. Like send that woman a, a, a gift basket. <laughs> she needs some Harry and David uh-uh. pears or something. <laughs> oh my God. That is crazy. I just got fascinated the other day because it came on the radio and I despised the song so much. And I was like, let's find out more about <laughs> this thing that I don't like. And, and you know what else I can do without? Yeah. Um, Grandma got run over by the reindeer, the hippopotamus mm-hmm. song, and any type of farting Santa that farts a Christmas song. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, the whole the whole no, bad taste you. Santa thing. I don't get into it. Like no. Tim Allen, Tim no. Allen and the Santa Claus was like as bad Santa as I like to get. Melissa just said, don't tell me. our producer just said, don't tell my children, you know, <laughs> I can't, it just, it makes me so crazy. Yeah. I can't, I can't. And in a controversial hot take, the, one of the things, one mm-hmm. of my least favorite things that people love and I will never understand it. The movie, the Christmas story 
you know, that takes mm-hmm. place in the thirties with the lamp, the, the yep. lamp and the thing. Yep. I think it's called, the, the it's, no, maybe yep. it's called yep. a Christmas story. I, no, a Christmas I've never story. gotten like, I mean, I get it. I get it, but it's just like, it grates on me. And like, it's just not that funny to see that kid's tongue stuck to the frozen pole. Like I just, like, I just, I, I would I much rather watch Kira Knightley in emotional anguish <laughs> any day of the week. Oh my God, he became a porn star? The kid did? Stop. Our, our, producer. our producer just said he became a porn star. <gasps> oh no. Blessings. Blessings on anyway. Christmas. Anyway, God. I knew I didn't like that movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against people that that do sex work. Me neither. No, zero, God. zero judgment. It's just fascinating that. Wow. Wow, the turn. Yeah, what a turn. Good yeah, for him. I mean, good for him. That's, you know what? That's an episode we will do. The con there, artist. There we go. It's a good topic. What kind of imposter syndrome? Now, I do, I do like yeah. that subject. But yeah, that's okay, so, those, those, yeah, I just. And here's, a, here's, here's one more thing as we, as we're wrapping up this episode, you know, we like to talk about the imposter syndrome and we like to talk about you know, how you have the, the confidence during different elements of your life. And let's be very careful during the holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate, mm-hmm. to not overcompensate during this right. time because we are away from our loved ones and really communicate about how you're going to celebrate. We aren't seeing each other. Right. We, you know, we, we give gifts to one another because we see right. one another. Because we're getting together and spending time. You know, I think it should be, you know, our extended family. We are, we are about the mm-hmm. kids. But, you know, just let's, you know, be very clear in your, your boundaries and what you're doing. Don't overextend yourself. You know, people are not working. People, things are not happening. You know, just be in communication with each other. Don't try to hold up a front that maybe you don't have during this time. It can create more damage or more shaking your confidence Everyone knows where each other is and we're, we're not spending time with each right. other that way. And so, when you are in your bubble, in the safety of your own space, it's like, do what makes you happy. If you want to put on, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas while you watch a Christmas story, do it. If that makes you happy, yes. do it. Yes. And, and, and if you want to cover your whole apartment in lights, do it. or you want to put one tree up with one <laughs> Christmas ball and that's what you want, that's your prerogative like whatever makes you say this is how I want to celebrate but don't do something to make somebody else happy and don't not do something because you're you know showing somebody just be really kind to yourself and remember the best tradition could be a new tradition absolutely we're going to be making a lot of new traditions this year yes and and just remember 2021 is the year that we bring that this chaos brings us new opportunities. Right. So just remember that, that in this chaos is where the peace comes from as, as well as these opportunities, as, as well as new opportunities. And also by taking care of ourselves, we're going to stay ready. We're going to stay ready for the new opportunities. If, if we, if we overextend exactly. ourselves in this time where we can't really do much, we're only setting ourselves up for frustration in the new year. And 2021 is not a great magic wand. It's not just going to all go away on, January 1st, but we have to be ready for, for something that's better. We have to, we have to muscle up and get ourselves emotionally, physically, and mentally prepared for a new chapter. Cause this is, we've said this from the beginning, this is not permanent. It's, it's lasted longer than we hoped, but it's not permanent. Way longer. And this isn't our last holiday no. ever. It really isn't. And maybe, maybe there are some people that, that it is their last holiday or, you know, some older people and you, you know, we don't, tomorrow is guaranteed a, a given a guarantee, but here's the thing. So with that said, then you make your holiday, your tomorrow, your 2021, whatever would make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And remember, the best thing sometimes you can do is blow up the picture of how it was supposed to be and start creating what you want. Because when you create what you want, that that canvas is clean in front yes. of you, right? And when you have that freedom, 
the sky is the limits and it's not about money and it's not about you know, what you have or what you don't have. It's about what's in your head and what's in your heart. And then you start there and you start to create. Absolutely. And I think 2021 is going to be a year of a lot of new ideas and a lot of new creation. I do. I do. And setting us up for 2022, 2023. And I, and I think we don't, like you said, don't look at it as a magic wand. It is the building. It is the building block for the years that are coming. We just got to get ready. Yes. I love that. Let's get ready. So Please turn on your holiday music. Or turn it off if that makes you happy. Yes. Uh, Have your traditions or don't have your traditions. Just know that it's going to be different this year and that's okay. And if you have a traumatic holiday past, maybe maybe this is the year that you you reframe it and turn it around and take that stress, stress and pressure away and open it up so that now you create something new. Take your celebration back. Ooh, take your celebration back. Look at me in my in my holiday sweater. <laughs> so so festive and jaunty. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you want to do some grace, grace and yeah. Gratitude let's and let's grace do and, it. And gratitude. Let's do it. So my gratitude. Uh, you know, like uh-huh. like we've warned you all our dear listeners, it's not always, it's not always really highbrow or, or poignant <laughs> what my gratitude is. And so my gratitude is actually on display right here behind me. I have discovered, oh, I have discovered ASMR ambiance videos for Christmas. <laughs> some of them have music. Some of them are just a crackling fireplace and snowfall some of them are rain. Some of them are, and they have changed my, like this one right now, we're inside a snow globe. So you can't, it's a little bit blurred. You can't exactly see, but yeah, there's like a little old vintage car and a house with Christmas lights and the snow is just falling and there's like ambient music. So it sounds like they're playing music in the house. There's another one I love called Christmas in another room and you can put it on and it literally sounds like someone's playing Christmas music on the other side of the wall. It's muffled like that. And it, where it calms me. What, it centers where, me. Wait, where did, where do you YouTube, get this? YouTube. There's so many channels that do it. Calmed by nature is one of my favorite ones. Cause they have stuff for all seasons. It's called ASM- ASMR, which normally I thought ASMR was just like when people talk really, you know, on the mic and it's up and like people undo rappers and like whisper and thing, which is soothing for a lot of people. And I, and I, I sort of get that, but that doesn't actually calm me, but these nature ones really do well, nature and environmental ones. Yeah. They even have, I am so checking the other out. night, Emerson and I, like we went bar hopping in our, on our couch because you can put on different scenes that are ambient noise from like inside a bar. Cause since none of us can go to a bar. And so like I poured a glass of wine and we went to like this jazz club in New York. And then we went to this like rainy pub in London. <laughs> like, Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. This is fantastic. And when we're stuck at home and locked down, you know, changing your environment, even in a virtual way, really yes. does change the mood and and it just changes it. That is fantastic. So there you go. I have a lot, well of, I have a lot of gratitude. And, and because I am in a better frame of mind, it's giving me a lot more grace. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm liking this a lot. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I just don't even know what to say here. (laughs) Well, my grit and my gratitude, I mean, my grit and guts, guts. I haven't killed anybody putting up Christmas lights or Christmas. Amen. A win. And sometimes you have to really grit your teeth. Mm -hmm. Cause remember Santa threw up here, but my father, I'm letting him do whatever he Mm -hmm. wants. And when he doesn't know what to do with it, we're sending the lights and stuff to Melissa's house, our producer. And shipping it off. He has now engaged my boyfriend. And now my boyfriend is putting up oh, lights. It's all, it's oh, a boy. holly jolly Christmas. So I'm literally like, and I literally have to learn to say, I don't care mm. with a smile. I don't care. Powerful. Whatever you Powerful. Want. I don't. I, I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. It's not that I don't care. I just, I don't care. So I've learned to, I'm trying to have 
you know, what I teach everybody. And the other one is a little, um, I have one more and it's Mm -hmm. guts. I I, I don't know if our listeners know this. I know people in my other world on Instagram know this. My father is dealing with Parkinson's Mm -hmm. and his Parkinson's is starting to present Mm. quite prevalent. And so we're losing words Mm. and the tremors. So we are dealing with, he's starting to need assistance in different ways. So I think the, the guts is having the guts to have conversations with him and my, my children and educating so that we're not ignoring, right. And getting him what little help we can get being on lockdown. Right. So I'm, I'm open to hearing whatever anybody has to say, right. Because it's a, it's a challenging and instead of retreating, I'm trying to lean forward. So to speak. Which takes a lot of guts. Oh, my, oh, my, it really is. So, but at the same time, I'm very grateful that I have my family around me to um, shoulder this all together. So, but I'm definitely going to give him this. I do think he'll really enjoy these because especially because you can change the mood. So, and there's so many, because he loves Christmas so much, there's so many different like avenues you can go you know, there's like New England Christmas, there's Southern Christmas, there's oh. British Christmas, there's He's, Victorian Christmas. He wants Christmas. to do a see snow. He wants to see yeah. snow. So I'm sure, oh, this will be yeah. great. Oh. There's multiple, look there's that. some that just looks like you're looking out a window and it's just a snowscape. I mean, from inside like a cabin. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's, the, the possibilities okay. are endless. Okay, I love <laughs> this. Okay. Well done. Well done. Well done. All right. For our lovely patrons, we have a trivia question before we go. And of course, it's holiday themed today for our holiday themed episode. And it's a question about one of the more puzzling traditions of the Christmas season, fruitcake. And I'm not talking about myself. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, how far back does the tradition of a fruitcake recipe go? Spoiler alert, it's longer than you think. To find out ex- to find out exactly how long, you'll have to join us for our special features on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. And as always, please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at the Con Artist Pod. So be sure to check us out there and send us questions and topics. And we want to engage yes. with you. And if something resonated with you, if something didn't resonate with you, we want to hear it because we love engaging in these conversations. We're not afraid to have difficult conversations. So if we said something that you really hated, we want to hear that too. Yes. Yeah. Let keep us, keep us honest, please. Yep. Well, we thank you all for listening so much. Thank you, Allison. And hope you. you all have a safe and healthy holiday season. And we will see us next time or hear us next time on the Con Artist Podcast. Bye. Bye.